Welcome to the Mission Advancement Podcast, where we attempt to address the stigmas around nonprofit fundraising through the lens of the power of relationships. Your mission is worth advancing, and we're here to help you fund your mission for good. Hello, welcome back to the Mission Advancement Podcast. It's Lacey here today, and I am joined with our CEO and president, Jennifer Lehman. Hey, Jennifer. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm happy to be here and talk about something really exciting. Yes, so we're going to talk about data today. So that may not seem as exciting to every single listener that we have, but we want to really talk about why does data matter. And, you know, this isn't going to end up being a two-parter because we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. But I think first and foremost, you know, can't have the podcast with our president and CEO on and not get learn a little bit about Jennifer Lehman real quick. So, Give us just a little quick history of, you know, your your tenure in the business, but why data matters to you. Okay. Well, my tenure in the, the industry is about 25, 26 years at this point, and I've spent a lot of my time in the consulting space um, with other firms and doing different types of nonprofit consulting from capital campaigns to special events and annual funds, and um, of course, Took the leap in 2007 with Skylar and starting Mission Advancement. So I think, you know, this data topic is, is interesting to me because we have lived through some interesting time periods mm-hmm. in this industry. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what happens to philanthropy in difficult times in particular. So we started the business in 07, and of course, those of us who were working in 08, 09 remember a lot about the economy and how scary it was for a lot of yeah, people. Um, not an easy time to start a business, quite <laughs> frankly. Right. So uh, we kind of got scrappy and bootstrapped our way through those years, but we also observed a lot about philanthropy. So anyway, I think that's just a a little bit about my tenure mm-hmm. and my observations about how data has informed our work and how we've kind of helped nonprofits weather difficult times, great times, and um, stay tried and true into the things that the data tells us we should be doing. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much. So like I said, we're going to do two parts here. And the first part, I really want us to dive in um, to kind of the the why of why data matters. And so it may be kind of more philosophical conversation, but I think it's going to be really helpful, um, especially in, like you just mentioned, in our line of work, a lot of times when someone wants to jump into a campaign or they've got a crazy large number they need to hit, and they'll say, well, is it a good time to do it? Well, you know, there's never going to be the perfect time. There's always going to be something. And so people sometimes hold really tight to numbers that they hear from other organizations that say, well, giving is down or this is up or that, you know, Mm -hmm. and so sometimes they really hold the data as if it's the most important thing. And we know that the most important thing is going to be relationships and conversation and getting to know things about your donors. Some of the donors, it may not matter to them. But what I want us to talk about right now is really just why does the data matter um, and where does it come from? Where does giving data, philanthropic data come from that organizations sometimes hold really closely? Right. Yeah, so the most common source that our industry uses is the Giving USA data, which comes out once a year. It's released in the summertime um, and based on the previous calendar year. So in June of 2023, we all saw the data on 2022. And that data has been collected now for going on 40, 50 years. Not exactly sure of when they began, but sometime in either the 70s or 80s. So that data has been, I think, the most common 
use um, of professionals in our space, but there are some other good sources, especially in recent years. And in our next episode, I think we're going to talk in a little more detail about some of those numbers and the trends, but um, Bank of America has put out um, some really interesting studies on donor behavior. Um, AFP has some data, and then there's some other groups that are a little more niche in what they study, but it's kind of interesting to compare all of that and just kind of see some tried and true trends um, and interesting points that, that we can use. But Giving USA, I think, is the source that most professionals our industry know and quote and use their infographics and um, talk about those trends. Okay. So what does the data tell us if we're just opening up Giving USA? What does that tell us? Yeah. So the two primary data points that I think we tend to focus on are who is giving, who mm-hmm. is the donor, mm-hmm. um, and that's individuals, corporate, foundations, those primary sources and bequests are broken out as a donor type. And then on the other side, it's who are they giving to? And so the nonprofit world is broken down into a handful of categories. Um, Religion is a category, human service, education, arts, um, and there's a few others. So I think most people kind of take those two big pieces of the data and tend to focus primarily on are there trends in the type of donor, individual versus those others I mentioned, and then are there trends in the type of nonprofits that are receiving more philanthropy or less philanthropy? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what is, you mentioned this before, of how you've used data to inform our business and how we do things. How how should it inform our work? What, what are the things we really should be looking at? Yeah. Well, I think one of the most important pieces for professionals to keep in mind with data is that there's a big difference in year-over-year data comparison, which is what those annual reports typically tell us, Mm -hmm. versus long trends. So I said at the beginning, you know, we started the business in 07, we walked through 08, 09. Mm -hmm. Um, 08, 09 was a period of a slight dip in philanthropy, Um, but it was the first one in a very long time. And even that dip was not particularly large. And coming out of that period from 2010 through the next decade or so was one of the largest periods of growth in philanthropy since they've been um, tracking. So I think it's important that we not focus too much on a year-over-year trend, but we really look at the longer-term trends because that's way more meaningful than what happened, especially coming out of a a spike year or a down year, Mm. we would expect that there would be a correction of sorts, Mm. just like a correction in the market might happen in the stock market and other parts of our economy. So I think that's especially looking at the 2022 numbers, which we'll talk in more detail about next time. Um, it's, It's a little bit dangerous maybe to to look at, oh, the numbers were down a little bit in these different subsectors, but we have to keep in mind that we came out of a pretty big spike in 2020 and 2021, mm-hmm. which most people may not remember right. or don't even know um, that philanthropy was huge mm-hmm. in 2020, um, not to every sector, but to human service and education in particular. And so it's not surprising that there's a little bit of a correction, I would call it, 
So I want to talk more next time about comparing like post-pandemic philanthropy mm. to pre-pandemic philanthropy, because I think that's a better um, a better comparison. And um, there's some interesting trends long term that I think are more important for us to focus on in our work and how we counsel clients, you know, is certainly in, you know, who's making decisions, what types of giving vehicles are people using, um, are there big shifts in how donors are giving or what they're responding to. But look, here's the end of the story, right? The vast majority of giving comes from individuals. Um, that has not changed in the 40 plus years of the data. Giving vehicles have changed and the ways donors are able to give and like to give have changed. But we can look at the data in a little more detail and, and know with certainty that 85% or more of giving decisions are made by individuals. So that is the tried and true. Um, and that really hasn't changed much over this 40, 50 year period. Therefore, you know, we kind of stand by our philosophy that um, working with individuals, building relationships with those people are where organizations are going to have the most success. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, thinking back to what I mentioned before is some of those organizations, they hold these numbers and, you know, this statistic came out and our board read this and they're kind of feeling maybe doomsday-ish of kind of when you said they're not looking at what 2019, 2020 was, but it's a tool. Right. It's another tool in our tool belt that if you are a development officer, if you're a major gift officer or a CEO of an organization, yes, look at it. It's not something to throw aside, but it's definitely a tool to be able to say, okay, we know that individual giving is everything. And how do we make that better? How do we go deeper with those people who can actually make an impact regardless of what's happening in the world? Right. Right. Well, and I think we all know um, from our own personal experience that even when the economy is struggling, there are always sectors that are are not. Right. <laughs> and even during difficult economic times, there are people who are financially stable or even, you know, doing very well. So, you know, I like to say, don't make the decision for them. Um, stay close to those donors. You never know what's going on. And I think that was one of the surprising um, findings of 2020 for a lot of organizations is there was this assumption that everybody was in their homes, struggling, mm -hmm. losing their jobs, and it was a terrible time. And I think, you know, we kind of had this belief, knowing that during difficult times, donors do big things, mm -hmm. that we would see some pretty incredible philanthropy. And of course, the data shows that, um, that people are incredibly generous when they see an urgent need. Mm -hmm. So I think we, we always just have to remember that donors are more complex than certainly a pie chart. Mm -hmm. And to look at a pie chart and make an assumption that it's not a good time to raise money is just way too simplistic. Mm -hmm. I think the other way it should inform our work, and I love telling our clients this, is that we should be experts in the room. Whether you're a development director or even a CEO leading a development team, part of our job is to know our industry. And you don't have to be an expert in data to keep up with data, to understand data, to just do a little bit of reading here and there. Um, listen to folks who know it really well and teach your board, teach your team. Um, it's really fun to teach this to boards because most people think corporate philanthropy is this huge percentage and it's so small, mm -hmm. you know, 5%-ish and has been for years. And I love teaching boards about just the 
big categories because so many people just aren't aware. Mm -hmm. And then challenging boards and even development staff to say, if, if corporate philanthropy is 5% in the United States, how much time are you spending on that? Right, absolutely. Um, versus other donor types. So yeah. I think it's important that we as professionals in our industry are familiar and can speak to it with some authority and become teachers within our organizations so that our teams are aware and that we're focusing on the right type of donor for our organization based on our mission. Yeah. And thinking of that, the pie chart that you were just saying, I, I pictured it in my mind the second you said it. And I think that you mentioned something that it, most of it comes from individuals and bequests that's still individuals. Correct. Right? Um, family foundations, that's still an individual relationship. And so right. sometimes they'll even look at the individual pie chart and say, well, that hasn't really gone up too much. Well, that just means that's one person writing a check. But individuals and the relationships that we want our clients and, and everyone listening to build with their donors, be it a corporation, be it a foundation or a person, is to get to know them and understand why they give to you in the first place. Right. So we could talk about this for hours and hours and go into the, the nuance of how everyone is an individual and we should treat every relationship like that because the data is going to tell us that people give right? And it's people that make decisions to give and That's they give right. to organizations that they love. So we're going to dive into data a little bit more next time. And we're going to talk a little bit more about specifically the 2022 data that came out this June, but also to look back on the pre-pandemic numbers and really give some kind of thought and clarity to how people can be using it. So thanks so much for joining us. We will see you um, later to talk a little bit more about data. So all the data geeks, I hope you're really enjoying this time with us. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Mission Advancement Podcast. Be sure to check out our website at missionadvancement.com for additional content. And never forget that your hard work in nonprofit is changing lives every day. Keep funding your missions for good. We'll see you next time. If your nonprofit organization is growing, you probably need additional resources to support the good work you do. Mission Advancement's Capital Campaign Service focuses on helping organizations like yours connect more deeply with your constituents through our relationship-based approach to capital campaigns. We can help you connect the heart of your donors to the heart of your mission through transformational donor experiences that result in extraordinary financial support for your capital project. To learn more about Mission Advancement's Capital Campaign Service, please visit our website at missionadvancement.com.